Hello and welcome to the Greg Fearon podcast with your host Greg Fearon and we've got part two with Susan Avergar and Rene Etberg. We're going to go and smash out some awesome questions around training, maybe a bit of mindset and just see where it goes. How are you ladies? Good, doing good. Awesome. Yeah. Great, to have, great to have you back. Great oh, to it's great back. to be here. Yeah, thanks Greg. How's, how's your training going ladies? That's, a, that's my first question. How's your training going at the minute? You go first, Renee. I want to know too. It's like a client check-in, isn't it? Let's go. (laughs) This is great. Yeah, it's actually going really well. Um, I am back at training after a a surgery that I had not on my shoulder, but I had a a sarcoma cancer on my shoulder um, on the front. It. So had that opened up and it's removed and everything is really good. But I just, I had to be off of uh, training for gosh, but from when they took the, they did the biopsy and then I had to wait and I did a little bit of training in there. And then they, we did the surgery. I was off. I can't even remember now, but it, it seems like a really long time. It felt like a really long time. I felt really squishy, <laughs> 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 but I am back at it. And um, I think I'm in like my second month now. And um, the first month came back, I did the same kind of heavy lifting that I've done for the past three years with Susan. And now this month, uh, we've changed things up a little bit and doing um, that same strength move at the beginning, strength lift, and then some lower weight, higher rep stuff. And I've never trained like this before. So um, I'm loving it. It's really getting my heart rate up and I need that. <laughs> so, Greg, I think the first podcast I did with you, I talked about how much I hated cardio and I got off that and I was like, yes, I remember. I, I really talked about that. <laughs> this is, this is me. maybe I need to work on that a little bit. So this is helping with that. And I'm doing some, uh, a couple of finishers I'm trying to do on my off days, just move around a little bit more because I'm, I'm also in a surplus at this point. So I'm really feeling, um, sluggish on some days heavy um so that that helps a lot to just move a little bit more than than what i was probably doing before especially since i wasn't you know lifting for a couple months yeah it's going really well um my strength is coming back for sure it's 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 hard it's hard for me because um I haven't had a break in the three Mm -hmm. years that I've been training. And so this is really the first time that I I took an intentional break that I didn't have a choice with and um, really saw, you know, like with my push-ups and chin-ups, really difficult to come back and then not be able to do it, do what I was able to do before. But um, as Susan has told me, just let's make it fun. So rebuilding and um, yeah, it is, it is fun. So I'm loving it. So you're feeling that burn with the hypertrophy work, right? Lots of burn, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Susan, yeah. you're, Susan, you're evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you programmed for us, Susan? What have you given me an example of what you've kind of oh got? Gosh, I, I would have to pull it up. I, just, um, I know, I know what you. She knows. I was going to say she knows. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I, I um. Because I know Renee now, and I know the kinds of things that would challenge her and what she kind of likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I can program that way for her. It's very easy to program for because I know she'll put 100% into everything. But this is a new way for you. I mean, right? Yes, I mean, yes. it, it's new. And it's, it's kind of interesting because it's, it's modeled a little bit after kind of I've taken a bit of a shift that direction as well with my training. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and 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 I really think Renee and I are cut from the very same cloth in from a training perspective. I really do. So um, yeah, it's it's great to see, and I think this is good timing too. It's a great way to work your way back. You know, yeah. um, still building strength, really working on some muscle definition and stuff as she's in the surplus, making real good use of that too. Awesome. Awesome. So how's your training, Susan? It's been great, actually. Um, I have a whole new way of training now, which is like, ah, oh, it, it involves cardio. Oh, well, <laughs> I've seen you on that spin bike a few times. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I was just working out at Jordan's this past weekend and yeah, another round on that um, bike of his, but um, he's written in, he's writes in these bike finishers for me now. So oh. I, and I'm a rule follower. I, it's in there. I, ha, you know, I do it. But what I have found is this. First of all, the cardio piece has improved. It improves quickly, very quickly. Like he, he was commenting, my God, you're like a different person than I was a month ago when I did uh, something up there. So it improves very quickly. That's really kind of cool to see. Um, and I told him, I said, I don't know why, but oddly enough, when I, and I have these finishers on leg day, I look forward to that finisher like it's downstairs i do it on the concept two bikes not on a spin bike so it's essentially the that that rogue bike that he has without the handles it's the same right. thing so it's all resistance based mm -hmm. it, it's all on the fan all that it's just no arms i like doing it on that because it's harder it's just harder than a spin bike right and you don't have to keep changing resistance or yeah. whatever um so i so i look forward to going downstairs to hop on that bike i don't know i said why is that i hate cardio i and, and he says i think it's because at the end you feel unbelievably accomplished like i feel so damn good when i'm done mm -hmm. it's crazy um and my goal now is to uh, on these intervals that he's given me is to not feel as winded, you know, get, get better, be able to push harder, you know, give myself these little goals. So it's a whole new way of ending my leg days for sure. And I have a lot of drop sets now, a lot of volume this Ooh. month. So, I mean, like I have one whole workout. I, we just finished it actually. That was nothing but drop sets. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, I need to do the math and add up how many reps that was. I mean, <laughs> my God, it was probably like, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I love it. It's different, right? It's it's different. It's just fun to do different things. Yes. And, and you know that us coaches can't count reps as well. Oh, Jesus. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I've never been able to count reps ever. And whenever I worked with people, they go, they asked me uh, or I asked, I asked them, what rep are you on? They go, I don't know. I said, well, I don't either. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Two more, <laughs> two more, always two more. <laughs> so yeah, we've just grasped up the whole industry that we can't count reps. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, especially if you, if you add a pause in there and then you're, I count three seconds for the pause. Right. And, th and then you're like, oh crap, wait a minute. Brain fog. Right. Yeah. Right, yes. Renee? It's brain fog. Was this two or three? Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. I, I had a client this morning, the same thing on a, an online client, and I, she asked me how many reps were left, and I was, I, I just went, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> two more, two more, two more. Always two more. Always two more. Yeah. All right, ladies. So we should we dive into the questions? Then, Go. Awesome. Yeah, All right, ladies. So one of the questions, and people have probably heard you both talk about this, and maybe myself talk about the difference between a cut and a bulk. Break it down for the listeners. What 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 are they? How do you train differently for it? You'll eat differently for it. Just give us your your insight into 
what a cut and a bulk are. You want to go, Renee? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. So a cut or another way to define a cut is, is eating in a calorie deficit. You're in, you're trying to lose fat, um, lose weight, which is all, you know, two different things, but basically you're, you're, you're decreasing the amount of calories that you're eating, um, so that you lose weight and uh, lose fat. So when you're doing a bulk, you're doing the opposite. You're in a calorie surplus and you want to eat more so that you can gain muscle. And, um, Susan, go ahead and cut in if you, if there's anything you want to add, but, um, most people, uh, I find at least when, when I'm interviewing clients, uh, prospective clients, they want to lose weight. So we go into a deficit, but then, um, I find it's, it's just really important to not stay in a deficit too long. So, um, I like to have people go into maintenance, which is right in the middle there and find those maintenance calories so that they're not, um, always hungry, but they're, they're satisfied or it's a sustainable diet and they can, we can find like a maintenance. They're going to gain a little bit more from being in a deficit, but they're also going to experience um, better sleep, um, more energy in the gym and not be hungry all the time Mm -hmm. and a number of good things. So I think it's really important for uh, coaches to emphasize that it's it's okay to be in a deficit for a while, but you don't want to you don't want to live there. You want to go um, into a maintenance and then maybe back into a deficit again. Take yeah. a short break, go into maintenance for a bit, um, even a couple weeks, you know, just to give yourself a little bit of a break. And then uh, about a year ago, I for the first time went into a surplus, wanted to build some muscle, and Susan helped me do that. And and it actually took me a long time to to gain weight. I think mm-hmm. um, my body was so used to being in a deficit, and then I was in maintenance for a short time. Um, started increasing calories very slowly, like yeah. <laughs> literally probably at first, so that I wouldn't freak out. I think we gained like or we added about fifty calories a week. I was going to say it's like <laughs> my, ten my calories a day. Like, not too much, not too much. But then when you think about it logically, it's like, okay, 50 calories a week is like nothing, you know, so uh, it'd be like, yeah. And I was like, how long are we going to, you know, it's going to take a while. But then eventually, like I got to a point where I added one week, I added a hundred calories a day. I mean, I just really needed to get it going. And then finally, um, yeah, I was able to gain, gain some weight, but it took a while, but it was very interesting. It was very fun. I love it. So then I went back into a deficit Mm -hmm. or a and then that's when you can visibly see your muscles because you, you go back to losing losing the fat that the muscle is or that's covering the muscles that you've been working on while you're in the bulk. So it's it's just for me, I've I've really enjoyed learning about that and and experiencing it. I think um, you know t- the the word cut and bulk are just gym bro terms. I think you yeah. know. I mean, I really it, it it it's a fancy way of saying okay. Cut means you you're, you're going to lose weight, right? And if you want to lose weight, just eat less than your body needs. That's that's the cut, right? That's as that's in very simplest terms. That's the calorie deficit term that you hear everyone talking about yeah. eating less than your body needs. And to find out what that is, there's no guarantee of that whatever comes out of our mouth is going to work for you. But a great place to start is taking your goal weight, whatever you want to weigh and multiply that by 12. And that number is the number of calories you could aim for every single day. Um, and if you follow that consistently, 
chances are you're probably going to see some success. Um, some people may have to adjust that one way or the other, whatever, that's fine, but it's just a great starting off point, mm -hmm. but losing weight's pretty simple. Like you don't have to do anything else other than eat less than your body needs. You'll lose weight, right? Yeah. But you could also lose muscle. Yep. And, yep. and that as we get older, obviously is the last thing we want to do. Amen. And to do that, you know, protein comes into a play and this is what's really interesting. I think Protein plays a much bigger role in fat loss than it does in muscle building. And I think at first that was counterintuitive for me because mm -hmm. for some reason we always connect protein and muscle, but we're still connecting protein and muscle, but we're connecting them because without protein, while we're trying to lose weight, we don't want to lose the muscle, right? Mm -hmm. And so the protein, keeping protein levels adequate is going to help maintain our muscle while we're losing fat. And that's super, super important to do, I think, over time. Um, and on the up opposite side, you know, it, it's um, a bulk or is, is another way of saying putting on muscle, right? And that's just eating a little bit more than your body needs. And I think what people get freaked out by with this is when they hear bulk, they think fat, I'm going to get fat. I'm going to be yeah. this big balloon. Right. And I think the problem is that sometimes people see these really strong women that have put on a substantial fat purposefully. I might add some of the power lifters, maybe sometimes yeah. physiques of women power lifters. And they're like, I don't want to be like that. That's not what that was done very purposefully for that person, for that person's goals. Right. Um, for the average person that wants to just put on some muscle, a little bit of definition, that's not what it is, right? It's not a feeding frenzy. It's just, it, it, it's a controlled way of adding calories. So your body has a little bit more energy on board. So then you can take your training now to a higher intensity, a higher level, and then really build the muscle because really things switch when you get into a surplus or this bulk you know, before in fat loss, nutrition was driving that car, right? If yep. you're not in the deficit, you're not going to lose anything, yep. anything. But now that you're on the other side and you want to build muscle, training is now the driver, really, because if you don't train, you're not going to build anything. I don't care what you eat. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if you're not lifting heavy weight, you're not going to build. So now the emphasis is, OK, I want to eat a little bit more than my body needs. But now I also have to lift heavy weight. I've got to challenge myself. And I, I like to use the word intensity and I don't want anyone to think that means hit or jumping up and down no, or no. whatever. It's intensity with lifting heavy weight. You're yeah. pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. The last two or three reps, you want to die kind of thing. <laughs> it's super hard, that kind of challenge, you know? Yeah. And so it's just, it's... um. Two very different faces, but what I find interesting, and Renee, I'm sure you see this as well. Most people want to do both. They want yeah. to lose weight and build muscle, right? right. And that's right. a whole different thing. And it, you know, they, I want to do them both at the same time. And you know, I think um, while I think that is possible over a span of time, mm -hmm. it's obviously not possible in the moment of time, right? You have to be either in a deficit to lose surplus to gain. But if you think broadly into a bigger period of time, you could do three months in a deficit, three months in a build or, or bulk or surplus, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then by the end of six months, you will have done both. And that's usually the most efficient way for people to do it. You know, I mean, 
I think the people can do it. I think it can be slower and way more frustrating because you don't know how to judge your progress. You know, you have, uh, am I eating enough? Am I eating too much? I don't know. You know, what's the scale doing? Do I see any muscle yet? No. I mean, you know, it's, it, there's too many things. Focus on doing something well, you know, yeah. for like three months, right? Well, I say three yeah. months, it can be for whatever, right? And then move on. But I think people want to do both. I think it's that mentality of wanting to do everything this second. Mm -hmm, so right. I'm come and work with you guys and I'm going to instantly look like you guys in two weeks of being a calorie deficit. I think that's the issue. And mm -hmm. obviously beginners can make some quite rapid changes. But if you've been doing this diet thing for a while, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Um, right. I think I read somewhere, if you walk into the woods far enough, you have to walk back out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I just think people, especially people who have struggled for a lot of their life with the scale, right? Um, maybe they finally get the scale to go down. They finally get this worked out and now they want to put on some muscle. And now the mindset of that, I mean, Renee went through it. I've been through it where, yeah. oh my God, I'm purposefully trying to get it to go the other way. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't sound like it would be that hard to overcome, but it's really hard to overcome. It is really hard. I mean, I remember too, having to this amount of calories and I'm tracking and it's like, well, I have 300 calories left and I'm in a surplus and I'm really not that hungry, but I need to eat them. I need yeah. to eat those. So there's, you know, you get used to that and there's ways, well, some peanut butter or, you know, there's different ways to, yeah. to make it not so difficult, but the, in the, in my mind, it was really difficult. Mm -hmm. Why am I now eating when I'm really not, not that hungry? hungry? Yes. Right. Because it's always the, we've tra trained ourselves for so many years, or at least I did to think, okay, I'm not hungry. This is good. Not I'm not going to eat until tomorrow. I'm good. But it's you know, it, it, it's funny. It's like when you lose weight, you have to go through periods of being hungry. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the game. And all the hunger police people come out and say, oh, no, <laughs> no, no, it's your body telling you, you know, and it's like, no, we're not talking starvation here. It's not like you haven't eaten in three days. OK, we're talking hunger, just a little bit of hunger. You have to experience that. And if you're in a deficit and you don't experience hunger, my guess is you're probably not losing weight like you would like to lose weight. Right. But on the other side of that, like Renee was saying, Sometimes you have to eat when you're not hungry on the surplus yes. side, right? Mm -hmm. If you really want to keep adding calories. And that was, you know, when I was in my um, surplus, I, the whole first month, I was bull crapping myself around that, um, that I wasn't hungry, you know, and Jordan, and I talked about that this past weekend, how we, he and I did a podcast together. And literally we talked about that on a podcast. I'm like, oh, called out. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, <laughs> I mean, it was one of those things. I wasn't hungry in quotes because hmm. I didn't want to see the scale go up. You know, yeah. that was what was driving it was fear. Right. And I right. had to kind of bust through that and say, okay, you know, worst case scenario is I, I don't like how I look or whatever. And I'll just reverse it and go back you know, into a cut or whatever, which I never did, by the way, I ended up really liking it. So I've just been staying here, <laughs> but um, that's always the option, right? You can always mm -hmm. refine it and play with it. Yes. Right. And I remember you telling me that, Susan, if, if, if this becomes too much, we take a break, you know what to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's really funny when you put clients calories up. I've been doing that with a lot of my ladies lately, just saying calories up, ladies, calories up. And it's like, oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to, 
I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to gain loads of weight in like two minutes. Yeah. 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 That's what we think, you know, um, and, and, and we just have to call ourselves out on that, you know, <laughs> yeah. and just say, no, you, you, you will be fine. You know, you're not eating 7,000 calories extra a day, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're eating right. maybe a couple hundred or whatever it is, you know, I mean, it, it just feels different. We, we just have to be firm with what we're doing and, and call ourselves out because if you do that, it gets easier and easier because you start to see, oh, you know what? I'm not really changing, am I? I mean, it's really, it's okay. I'm yeah. not like ballooning up. I haven't turned into an Oompa Loompa. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> the Michelin man. Um, yeah. Stay puffed. Yeah, that's the one. Stay puffed, man. Stay that's, puffed. The, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. All right, ladies. So what are the, and this is a question that really, I always find a struggle because I'm like, you can't spot reduce. But the question was, what are, the, what are your favorite and best exercises for each body part? Let's work, <laughs> let's work, let's work from the top down, ladies. Let's go. Shoulders first. Oh, check. <laughs> I'm a big fan of lateral raises. Yep. I, I've become a huge fan of lat, And it's funny because in my program this month, I have um, a massive cluster set of lateral raises and they're supposed to be heavy because it's like five, five, five. It's four groups of five. Okay. Wow. So that's 20. I do that three, maybe four times. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I love lateral raises. And that is a new thing. I used to be a rear delt girl and mm -hmm. I still am. I mean, I still love the rear delts. I think they're unappreciated, but um, I love, I love uh, lat raises. That's my favorite. Awesome. Renee, yeah, what have you got? That's, I know. I was going to say the same thing. Lat raises, lateral raises. I love them. Um, yeah. Front shoulder raises. Um, gosh, rear delts raises. I like the bent over rear delt raise. That that one always really, I can feel that one so much that I just think that one is so effective. And, um, We're all about delts. Yeah, I, I, I can. I, I get that feeling. I'm all like, about delts. There's, <laughs> I've never met a delt exercise I didn't like. Exactly. <laughs> Fair. And I will say this, you know, front delts can be tricky, I guess, for if you have like, that's where my shoulder issues were on both shoulders, right in the front. And um, one variation that I love for that is doing front raises underhand grip. Yes. I feel like the control needed for that is outlandish. It is outrageous how much control you have to have because otherwise you're going to throw them up, <laughs> you know? Um, so your core now has to become involved and that means breathing take a big breath through your back too so you are stable to get to slowly bring them up underhand it's incredible and then to do that chest supported isolates them even more so that's kind oh, of a really yeah. cool exercise oh, oh yeah. wow my shoulders feel a bit twitchy now okay <laughs> all right you gave me a new a new one that i haven't done before this month called the rear delt rows those are really oh yes are, elbow out to the side yes. and yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. Those are fun. Those are really good. This is evil. <laughs> <laughs> but you love it, right? I do. Oh, okay. I think um, if we're moving down, you know, core, like if we're talking core, um, gosh. we got the chest, ladies. We've got the chest. Come on. Yeah. You know, I'm a dumbbell bench press girl. Forget the bar. I don't even give a rat's butt oh, about yeah. the bar anymore. Um, I, I would prefer to use dumbbells. I really... I don't know. That's just me. I, and, and, and it stems from me not being able to do a bar bench press for a long time because of shoulder issues. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. um, so because of that, I was on dumbbells and I did 
all kinds of variations, whether it's ladders, whether it's single arm, whether it's alternating, whether it's pause, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I thought I, I've made more progress from that than I, than I think I would have just being on bench. I don't know, but I love dumbbell bench press. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. I love the, um, the squeeze press, dumbbell squeeze press. Yeah. We could hex press when they're squeezed together. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Two dumbbells together. Ooh, love that. Brutal. Brutal. I'm never training with you guys ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you are. <laughs> when, 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 when we can mix, I would love to. I'm looking Absolutely. for Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the core, ladies. Let's go to the core. The one that everyone wants to hear about. How many yeah. sit-ups do you do? You know, <laughs> so variations of them. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what was I doing? Hollow body crunches have become a big favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and and in, a, in a little circuit, I'm starting to do almost every night now. Um and I am so push up planks. I know people think of that as a chest. It's more core than anything else. That's super hard to do to keep your hips from rotating. Yeah. Um, and the one, one exercise I think is really super underrated is a plank with a reach. Um, reaching Ooh, reach. yeah. um because your hips want to rotate on those that in a reverse curl. I like a good reverse curl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> those, yeah those are tasty as well. Awesome. <laughs> oh Lord. I'm, I'm scared to train with you guys now. Um, for me, I love a Turkish half, a half Turkish get up. Yeah. With a nice heavy yeah, yeah. barbell, yeah. nice and controlled, especially on the, on the eccentric fire. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. But you um, like Renee? I love the Peloff press. Um, yeah. I love those. And I also love ab wheel rollouts. Oh. Um, whoa. Those, I mean, I did a, a challenge, I was about a year ago and um, really, really worked those and did a lot of them standing up with a band around my waist. And that was really challenging. And I, man, I'd be sore for days after those, but yeah, that really, I love those. Yeah, those, those are great. Mm -hmm. People could listen to this and build their own program pretty much off this. So. <laughs> right. All right. So let's go, let's go glutes, ladies. How do you build Ooh. a butt? Oh, weighted hip thrust. Oh, yes. Doing those this month, so that's what made me think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good I, um, I have come to like split stance RDLs. Those have become a, a really, and Bulgarian split squats. Yes. Um, you know, yeah, fam, right? I mean. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, I know, right? They're, we're few and far between. <laughs> we are the, we are the yeah. rarest people on the planet. Yeah. I, I, those have become my favorites. And I, I will even add to that. And, and these are exercises that get, I, I don't think get at the top of a glute list for a lot of people, right? Yep. They're not the ones that people talk about, but the split stance RDL, I love a lot. Like I said, um, as Bulgarian split squats, when you do those right, you you will fill your butt for a long time. Um, the, and, and then the other one is taking a single leg RDL and doing it super slow, just with constant tension where there's no stopping and resting in between reps. Ooh. If that doesn't burn up your butt, nothing will. <laughs> I think the challenge with the single leg stuff for a lot of people is the, the technique and that's yeah. the real. A hundred percent. And, you know, I just want to throw out there with that, with this, that people seem to think and balance plays a role, right. Um, in, in all of this, especially yeah. with the single leg RDL kind of thing. Um, hold on to something. Yes. You know, if the goal is to work that exercise for balance, then don't hold on to anything. You're working it for a different purpose. But if the goal is to work your glute, 
put your hand on something yeah. and grab as heavy as you can. And that's what it becomes about, right? You don't want right. balance to interfere with that. And I think that was a light bulb moment with Jordan um, a, 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 a good while ago about that, because I think it, there are two different purposes. And I think we need to, to be very clear. It's not less than to stabilize yourself if the goal is to lift heavy, yep. <laughs> right? If the goal is right. to add weight, if your goal is to work on balance, the weight's not a factor. Now you don't want to hold on to anything and you want to practice that movement maybe you know, without anything mm-hmm. and work on balance. Great. Yeah. So we've got hip, yeah. hip fr- and hip thrust for you, wasn't it, Renee? Yes. Um, I love the, like a, a one and a half single leg hip thrust. Oh man. I was going to say the same thing. Yep. Yeah. It's tough. Super set. Also, a single oh. leg um, glute bridge, I, I found... Mm-hmm. So I was having some, some issues with glute medius and my, I went to a physical therapist and she really showed me how, when you do a single leg glute bridge mm-hmm. and you, your hips even, and don't let the, your hip, you know, your hips turn to one side. That is really tough. Yeah. That's yeah. I've gotten a new uh, appreciation for those as well. Yeah. So superset the single leg hip thrust with Bulgarian split squats. And one, you have to do one side I, at a time. All the time, all the time. I, you've had that, I'm sure. I'm, yes. I know, because I programmed that. I programmed yes. that superset. Yes. Nice. <laughs> okay, so let's go quads. I have become a huge fan of sissy squats. Oh. Uh, I love, love, love them. They, are, they're hard. I mean, I, I am a, I am a work in progress with those. Um, <laughs> But I have grown to love those. And I also have grown to love, and I experimented with this when I was in a hotel room, when I wanted to do a little leg circuit, um, uh, like a reverse Nordic curl. Um, You know, the -hmm. Nordic curls, if you're in a tall kneeling position and you go forward, you're working your hamstrings. But if you're in the tall kneeling and you go backwards, you're you're working your quads. And so the idea is to keep everything straight, right? And go back. And I rigged it up so I was right next to the bed. So the bed was right behind me, the hotel bed. Yes. So I didn't like, you know, kill myself. Over, overextend, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just right at the right spot. So my goal was to get back to the bed, tap it and come up kind of thing. Holy quads. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need anything for that. <laughs> I'm thinking of like a MacGyver type way you can make that harder with a band. I'll think about it and I'll come back. Do it, do it. I'll practice it. What's your favorite, Greg? <sighs> love a split squat. Love it. Not um, a front elevated split squat for me is one of my favorites. So okay. love a love a Bulgarian, but also a front elevated split squat for me. Okay. With a nice three or four second eccentric. Ooh, yeah. It's all about that tempo. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah. what about you, Renee? Well, I love um, squats of all variations. <laughs> I love like a, goblet, a sumo goblet squat um, with a pause. I mean, anything like that. Um, probably, I love the uh, barbell back squat is one of my favorite lifts. Mm-hmm. I love those. Um, Which are really hard for because there's a lot of people that can't do back squats. Yes. They need a lot of true. work, shoulder and chest mobility, right? So, mm-hmm. but goblet squats are... A perfect yeah. substitute. Awesome. So hamstrings. RDLs, hands down. Yeah. Hands every and every variation of them. Yeah. They're, they just, if, if especially if you can use a barbell for those and you can load those, 
that is one of the most underrated hamstring, glute, core, shoulder exercises on the planet. Back, everything. Everything, right? It works. At, it, everything has to be engaged in work in order for you to not die, right? I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> they're so they're so hard to do well. Yeah. When you and there's so many little bits and pieces to what looks like kind of a simple exercise, you look at it and you go, "Oh, okay." It's there's so much more involved with it, but it's worth learning because um, you're working everything. It's a great bang for your buck, too. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Well, exercise is a skill, right? I think that's one of the things that gets lost in all of this. That all of these exercises, you need a certain amount of skill and practice to get them. Hundred percent. We are all in that stage, right? We all keep learning. Yep. Always learning. <clears throat> awesome. And then for the guys, if they ever listen, calves. Oh, hold on. Rene, did you give me your hamstring one oh, yet? Yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. Sorry, I sorry. <laughs> so um, what we call it a shelk or a supine hip elevated leg curl. Uh, when you take a yoga ball. I mean, the oh. first time I did these, that was probably when I cussed Susan the most. <laughs> <laughs> I was, what the hell is this? I've never done those before. <laughs> so bad. And I, re- and I also was tightening it. I was, I think I was um, tensing like at my ankles and I was, just, I was like, why do my feet hurt so bad when I do this? And Susan goes, I've never had anyone say that before, <laughs> but really, I mean, they're super hard. I mean, and, uh, when I give those to new clients, it, they're frustrating because they just take a lot of practice. Yeah. Keep your up and and to be able to do that and now um one month i had to do these with with uh sliders so my feet are more on the floor oh my gosh still my hamstrings just cramp it thinking about it but they're they're tough they're good you just reminded me you just reminded me thank you and that and you know is part of that when i was in the hotel room and i was figuring out this little leg circuit i included those with the rolling office chair, right? Yep. So I would put my, I would elevate my feet up on that office chair and then, and then do it. And what was interesting with that is the office chair wants to drive and do its own little thing, right? Yep. So now I had to stabilize even more to be able to, the goal was to get it to move straight, right? It was just really cool. You, anything that will slide, glide, move, yeah. you can do. And in there, it's super, super challenging. That's a great choice. Great choice. Awesome. And we, we can't leave out the calves, ladies. Because mm. <laughs> us guys, we know we have a love-hate relationship with calves. What is, what is, okay, explain that. The calf thing, the obsession with calves. <laughs> I don't, what I actually that? don't, I actually don't know why we, we take, we rib each other about it. I can't, I, I can't explain. <laughs> I can't explain. But it's one of those mess muscles that people don't train. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and I, I'm, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't train them. It, it's they're not even on my mind ever because mm. I feel like um, it, I feel I just feel like my legs getting enough workout through. I mean, they're, they're getting touched right and everything, but they're not I'm not they're not mm-hmm. the focus. I have just liked in the past when I have done them, adjust a heel raise, getting on a nice kind of low surface um and going up into a contraction and then slowly lowering down that mm-hmm. to me is and you can hold on to weight or whatever that works as good as anything you know they have that machine like i see all the guys on the seated machine at the gym you know with a thing on over their knees yeah I'm, I'm sure that works good i mean i don't know i mean it, it's you could just stand up and do it as long as you've got enough resistance you know, yeah it just seems like do you really need to i mean anyway yeah 
as, as I can say, I'm not a, I'm not a calf girl, so I'm not a great person to ask this question to. <laughs> Renee, you the same? Um, yeah, I am pretty much the same. One thing I, I have been giving some of my clients is like a landmine um, calf raise. So they can right. load that up and hold it at their chest. Yeah. If you don't have a, a landmine um, base, you can put your barbell in the in a corner uh, on a blanket or something. And I just did this in person with a client and she was really able to load it up and just do some calf raises that way and kind of high reps. So nice. I like those. Nice. So everyone in the world can now build a session off there you of go. them. Yeah, Perfect. You got it. So with that, can you build muscle at home? Because obviously those of us in the UK were still in lockdown. So can you build muscle at home? I mean, Absolutely. I think, yeah, of course. And, and, and obviously it's going to depend on where you're coming into this from, right? Yep. And what you have available to you at your house. Mm-hmm. I think people want to recreate a gym in their house when they don't have a gym in their house. And, and that's, that's a big problem, I think, because it's playing with their mind. Like they want to be able to do the exact same thing that they do at the gym without having the exact same equipment. You can't do that. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So then if you, if you can buy some things, obviously, you know, Renee has a great home gym. I've built up mine. So I have everything. She has everything, you know, that a gym would have, but if you don't have that, you know, get yourself some minimal equipment at the, at least, and then start thinking out of the box. Like, what do I have lying around this house? Like I'm looking around right now. I have a bunch of books over there and I've got a box. I could put a crap ton of books in a box and start using that as a front load for a squat or a deadlift or something like that. You know, I think we all have weight because building muscle is going to require progressive overload, which part of that is weight, right? It's not all of that, but it's part of that. It's a big piece of that. So looking around your house, seeing what you have that you can hold um, while you do exercises, whatever they are, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's first and foremost. Understanding you can't recreate the gym. So what can you do? That's what you can do. You can find things like that. And then the way you create progressive overload is you start doing variations like adding a pause. And that pause could be as much as 10 seconds. Do do a squat holding on to a laundry detergent jug right in front of you and add a five, six second pause in the hole. Okay. I'm not talking about like a pause, a split second count Mississippi's one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three, you know, (laughs) I mean, do that legit. That's just what Susan always puts in my program is a legit pause. pause. (laughs) Maybe you should call it the Mississippi pause. Yeah. Because most people just blow right through them. Right. Yeah. Right. The longer the pause, the harder that exercise becomes, that's progressive overload too, right? So that's just another way. And, you know, Renee can take you through a bunch of other ways too, but it's just thinking instead of, okay, I want to recreate this at home, but I don't have any equipment. How can I build muscle? Well, you can still build some muscle, but you got to understand you're going to outgrow what you have. And then at that point you have to say, okay, how can I make this more challenging? And that's how you'll continue to, to progress. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Or add a pull, or add, or make it constant tension. You know, that's if you're, super hard. That really makes it hard. Or add an extra uh, half a rep. That makes it hard too. Half reps are evil. Oh, mm-hmm. combine them. And and yeah, you know, and <laughs> I actually years ago I had that in my program. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? 
Um, so but I think, I think the big problem is when like, even with a half rep or constant tension, people go too fast. So it's yeah. just a matter of slowing down, go slow motion through all of that. Because remember the object here is to challenge your muscles without adding more weight. You're using whatever you've got and now you need to up the ante. You got to challenge it. And so blowing through a half rep, that's not going to do you that much good because your momentum's going to be carrying you through that. You want to make it painfully slow. And, yeah. and that's how you, you can progress. And that'll, that'll keep you busy <laughs> for a long time. Definitely. And I, I think that's the challenge, isn't it? That we, we know we need to slow down in our training if we're going to train properly. Yeah. But everyone's in a rush to yeah. blow through yeah. the session, like you said. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and so if, if that's the case too, you know, you can create these little circuits, you know, mm-hmm. do, do a, I mean, even as basic as an upper body, a lower body and a core little circuit and, and you know, and, and do it something like that, do a couple of those. I mean, it doesn't have to be fancy, but um, challenge yourself, figure out how you're going to find weight around your house um, that doesn't look like a dumbbell if you don't have any or whatever. Yeah. And, and be creative with that. I think, um, you know, people like to put backpacks on and fill them with rocks. Yes. That's what I've got yeah. my, some of my girls doing. Yep. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Awesome. So basically train to a level that makes you sweat. Um, I think the saying is, if it's not raining, you ain't training. <laughs> you know, I, yes and no, I guess. Yeah. And, I, and I guess I'll use the word sw- sweat, um, not literally, you know, um, because you, I don't sweat. Yeah, I don't sweat that much. I'm not a sweater, you know? And and if I were to judge my workouts based on me sweating, I would have no good workouts, you know? Because I just don't sweat until I get on that stupid bike. I sweat <laughs> on that bike. <laughs> yeah, so cardio. Funny. cardio. Sweat when I strength train, but on that, as soon as I do, a, like I have a spin bike here now, and when I do a spin class, um, I'll, I'll sweat. And when I do that stupid bike at the gym, I'll sweat. Um, <laughs> stupid but, bike. <laughs> I shouldn't call it that, but I do. But but I think I think ways to ju- I, you know I think ways to judge a workout, um, an effective workout is different for everyone, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's really really different. It you know some people like to sweat. That's cool, great. Um, some people like to feel sore. You know, yeah. feeling sore doesn't mean you had a good or bad workout either. It just means you worked pretty hard. That particular muscle group is saying hello, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I, but I, I think strength training in general, you should not be at the end of your strength training thing with your tongue hanging on the ground thinking I can barely walk. Yeah. You know, that's not what that is, right? That's that badge of honor thing though, isn't it? It's like, oh, I, I smashed myself into the ground and I can't walk for days. So it must be awesome. Yeah, but you, yeah. Can't, but you can't train for three days. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, right, right. That's exactly it. Right. Crazy. All right. So I'm going to shoot this one at Renee. What do you do when you hit your goal body weight? So, so yeah. So if you're, if you've been in a deficit and you've lost the amount of weight that you've wanted to lose, um, you want to start to add some calories back in. Maybe the one thing you don't want to do is think that you're done. <laughs> it's not, I'm not finished. I, you know, yeah. some clients say, well, I want to lose this weight. So I'm done. So I'm done losing weight. Well, it doesn't work like that. It's not, it's not a, let's do this now. So I'm finished. It's a, it's a lifelong journey and it's something that you're, you know, that's why it's got to be sustainable. So if you've hit where you've your goal, where you've wanted to be, then it's time to kind of find that maintenance or find that, um, a way to kind of sustain what you've been doing and maybe just add a little bit back in and, and, um, 
you know, you might gain a couple pounds or something, but that realistically, that's nothing that, you know, you, you're going to be fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's important. That's, that's an opportunity to also maybe look at doing other things. So maybe a right. deadlift PR or a squat. Oh, PR. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Set some different goals. Um, set. Yeah. Right. Any kind of lifting goal, anything like that. Try something new. Maybe try some cardio. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's different. I live um, in, you know, the north, north part of the U.S. And there's just different. I just had a client invite me to go snowshoeing with her. Now, I'd love to do that. You know, just find different things that you enjoy as well. I think it makes it fun, makes it interesting um still a, gr a great workout and you know just keeps you going yeah awesome I, I think the most important thing is when you reach a goal weight is um definitely have a plan you got to have a plan of yeah. wh what you want to do next right mm -hmm. um and i think people struggle like i think they think when they as renee said when they get to the end that that's it like they're finished that's the finish okay. line yeah. well no there is no finish line so it's just what's the next phase mm -hmm. and, and and maintenance is a great phase it, in the inner circle jordan and i call it momentum because we really feel like being in that particular phase is is getting you ready for whatever's next for you um, whether that's maybe going into a surplus or maybe you want to hang here and work on those PRs in the gym. You know, you want to be able to deadlift this or squat that or bench this or whatever. Um, Performance-based goals. You finally want to get those push-ups or that chin-up or whatever. Um, that's what momentum is all about. It's it's not stagnation because maintenance implies I'm just going to hang out here, right? And people feel like they don't have anything to work for anymore. They've been yeah. working towards weight loss all the time. So it's almost like, now what do I do? And I think talking about the focus of getting your focus now into the gym is great. I think because that will light fires onto you like nothing else will really. Um, and then once you get those pushups, it's good, okay, now I want to get a chin up. Now let's go. Let's go. I mean, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's going to be one of those things and you will be unstoppable. I mean, it, it's a great place, but I think also anticipate this, like, understand what's coming understand that when you go into momentum that there there will be an increase in calories and therefore the scale is probably going to change a little bit you can probably count on a couple of pounds coming back it's gonna it will kind of settle down so you may not be at the exact same goal weight that you were over here but it's not going to matter at all mm -hmm. um you're not going to look different or anything like that and then you're gonna have some more energy on board to really smash some of that some of those PRs and those chin-ups and those push-ups and all that stuff that you wanted to do. Awesome. We got one last question. Yeah. So how do you make personal training personal? Wow. That's a great question. Awesome question, right? Is that, This one was actually from a fellow coach, um, someone I know very well, and he just wanted to ask the question and just, so yeah. How do you make it personal, ladies? You know, um, when I was training in person, well, when I was back up for a second, I come from an education background, right? So yeah. I was a teacher and a school counselor and I talked to people for a living. That's what I did for most of my career. Um, I love to talk as you can tell, and <laughs> I don't shut up. And I thought it would be a great marriage between that profession, the psychology piece that I already did and the passion that I had for the gym, put them together. And I think that part, the psychology piece and the counseling piece, if you will, um, the human piece is the most important piece of it all. Mm -hmm. Like to make sure that your client feels like they're being listened to, that's essential. 
listening skills, being able to reflect back what they're saying. So they feel like you're actually listening. Um, whether, you, and, and, and this goes even in the online space, figuring out ways to communicate with people on the online, in the online space yep. that can replicate that. It's not the same as in person. It's just not right. Yep. But it doesn't mean you can't do that. And everybody's different with that. And what works for them, everybody is different. Everybody, you know, there's some people need more maintenance and more touchy than other people. You know I mean? It's, it's all very different, but I think the skills of listening and, a, and attention, being attentive and being able to reflect back what they're saying um, and the relationship is, is what makes personal training personal. Focusing on those things and not so much numbers and, and, and whatever, you know? I, I think that that is, we can all learn anatomy. We can all learn how, um, how, how to perform an RDL or whatever. Mm -hmm. We all can learn how to do that. It's also in how you teach somebody to do it. I think that's super important as well. That comes with the communication piece. So I guess I'm in a long-winded way, I'm saying the communication piece all wrapped up is is the priority without a doubt. Awesome. Renee, yeah. would you agree? I, yeah, I, I have a somewhat similar background in that I was a social worker. So um, a while ago, <laughs> but it's kind of that same thing. It's being able to talk to clients and reflect back and then um, showing empathy. I mean, I've gone through a lot of the same things that my clients have gone through with struggling with, with food issues and, you know, just scale issues and all those different things and being able to, you know, talk to them about that, but also realizing that um, a lot of the times my clients' goals are not my goals. Like I, I love to train hard and I've realized that my, that, that is not really, I always want to lift heavier. I want to build muscle. That's not always my client's goal. So I really try to listen and get to know, like I had one client who was very frustrated and it really opened my eyes. And, and then I also heard Jordan say it as well, that it do, that doesn't always have to be the goal to lift heavier. And I think I was uh, this client's husband was always saying, you know, I think you could lift heavier. I think you could go heavier than what you're doing. And she got really frustrated and almost gave up on all of it. And, and that really opened my eyes to say, okay, that's not, you know, everyone has different goals and um, to get to know that person and what their goals really are has, has really um, helped me to just make it personal to each client and, and each and lots of women that I talk to on Instagram, you know, what yeah. really, what do you want to work towards? It doesn't have to be lifting harder. It doesn't have to be losing weight. It, you know, everyone's just got their own, such a different story, where they've come from, mm -hmm. what they're going through, what things are hard for them. And just yeah. like Susan said, just being able to listen to them. And, and that is so much of it with, with so many of the clients is that they're just, they're being, they feel like they're being heard mm -hmm. and they're not, you know, the frustration that they have felt for so many years. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Talk yeah. To them about it. And sometimes I, it's not actually the weight they want to lose. It's actually something else behind exactly. that. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Someone asked me once if, um, if my counseling stuff has been helpful and I'm like, it's helpful. I mean, I use it every day, yeah. <laughs> every yeah. single day. So yeah, it, 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 and I feel like that was a huge advantage for me coming into this industry, mm -hmm. huge, because 
I got that piece. I don't even have to think about that piece. I had to think about all the other stuff, right? Yeah. And most people are coming the other way, right? Um, and I don't know which is easiest, which is hardest. It was just very different. I was on kind of a different angle. And, and you know, it, Nick Tuminello told me this one time, and I, I totally agree with him, especially from if you're training in person. That is, you know, sometimes, and this happened to me too when I was working at a gym, I would have people that would come in, clients, and all they wanted was their ass kicked. I mean, they weren't, they didn't want to lose weight. They didn't want to lift, get a chin up. None of those things. That wasn't their goal, right? As Renee said, everyone has their own goals, right? Their goal was they just wanted, they didn't want to think they wanted to be told what to do and have someone kick their ass. Okay, done. We can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, is that something that would be a goal for me? No, but that doesn't mean it's their goal. You know, it's not their goal. So um, I had at one point to really rethink that too. Because I'm thinking, no, 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 you don't want to do that. This is what, you know, you really want to do this. And then you have to think, no, that's not what they want to do, you know? And and that separation was hard too. So I get it. As Renee said, it was, you know, you you have to open, have your eyes open. But I think that's a true statement. I think that they're not everyone is into wanting to do the things that we're passionate about, maybe. Right. Definitely. Nail on the head. That was perfect, ladies. Um, So I was going to wrap it up. This has been awesome again. That's been great. I think yeah, there's going to be a free Pete at some point, hopefully. Um, <laughs> you know where to find us. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Susan, I saw on the interwebs that you have a book. I do. I do. Well, we'll tell people. It's coming. It's ah! coming. Yeah. So what's um, that about? What's the deal? The release date that I put out on social media was Feb- February 7th. Um, and, and I hesitate with that only because w- I might tweak that slightly, but it wouldn't be by much. But... February 7th. Um, it'll be on Amazon. Um, and it is basically a, a memoir kind of story about me in my life, but centered around fitness mm-hmm. and all the mistakes I made. <laughs> and, and anyone in my age bracket will read this and nod because, Oh yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did that. Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, back from the nine, I mean, I, yeah, I rewind the clock pretty far um, and talk about the time periods and what it was like and jazzercise. I did jazzercise for God's sake. I mean, I did all of those, Jenny Craig, chocolate squares, appetite suppressants. Um, Jane Fonda. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't mention her by name, but yeah, I did stuff like Richard Simmons. I mean, you know, you could go through the whole list, but I, and I, it's kind of a progressive story and how it started to change and what really changed it and how that change changed my life and how the business was built, how the inner circle came about, how we do that. Um, and then a how-to section at the end with literally, okay, talking about here's how, here's how you need to set everything to lose weight. Here's what you need to do from the training, from the... Um, calorie stuff from the mindset piece uh, about five sample workouts in there so it ends with kind of a little how-to section but it's not it's and i say this it is not a hard read it's super simple (laughs) even i can read it awesome not like full of big words okay this is pretty basic stuff it'll go very fast um it'll be relatable i think the most important thing but i hope the message in the book is that you can do this. It's not too late. You think it is, but it's not. Um, and that's the whole purpose of me doing it. It's not like in seventh grade, I did this. And then eighth grade, I did this. And in ninth grade, I was doing this. That's not what this is. 
little bit of family in there. That's it. And then we get down to the nitty gritty mistake number one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to read it. And Thank then, you. Me too. I'm super yeah. excited. And then Renee is going to do her book, right? Is that the plan? <laughs> I've been told a few times you could probably write a book, but I don't know if I actually will. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've been, I've been getting that a lot as well lately. I'm like, Greg, write a book. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I've got time. <laughs> We're on lockdown. I've got no excuses. But Hey, let me tell you something. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. I can imagine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And, you know, it was it was hard to write about stuff that happened 30 years ago. I mean, yeah. I didn't take notes back then. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're trying to you're trying to recall things enough to be able to write about them, you know, yeah, and um, make it entertaining and bring us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, so it, it was very, very, very challenging. And in the world of self-publishing, that's a whole brutal another day, but yeah. that's tough. That's tough. I've learned a wow. ton <laughs> the <Yeah>. hard way. <laughs> All right, ladies, this has been absolutely fabulous. Again, love having you guys on. I'm, we're going to do a free Pete at some point. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Great. I can't wait for that. So, thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll get this out very soon to the world. And again, thank you for coming on, sharing your awesome knowledge. Um, yeah, just love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you, Greg. We love you Thanks, too. Thanks, Greg. Thank All you. right, ladies. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.